Well done for getting here uh, at 11.30. Very good. That's going to be helpful with what I say later on. Um, But we'll get to that. Um, Right, before we uh, do this whole preaching thing, uh, I think there's just one other little thing to do. Um, uh, How many of you were at the service on Monday? Okay, a number of us. I just just want to pray for the clan and to honour how amazingly they all did. Can we do that? Father God, as a church family, we stand with these guys in the wrestle of this next few months especially. But Lord, we, uh, we honour the girls especially for the way that they pointed us to Jesus as they remembered Dad. Amen. Sorry, I didn't ask. Um, right. Can we just can we begin with a little quiz? Is that right? Um, so you know, very approximately between these boundaries. If you have been a Christian for more than fifty years, can you put your hand up? If your hand doesn't go out that far, just kind of wave at me from about here. Excellent. Uh, okay. If you've been a Christian between. Uh, 30 and 50 years, approximately, okay, great. Some of you know where this is going already. Uh, between 10 and 30 years, give us a wave, okay. Uh, between uh, 5 and 10 years, a little bit higher. Excellent, thanks. Uh, between 1 and 5 years, Anyone under a year? Okay. Do I need to preach? (laughs) Part of the notes, Rebecca. Folks, we, we need some new stories, don't we? Yeah? We agreed that we need some new stories. You know, if we, I don't, I, don't, I, uh, I don't think there was, was there anyone under, newer than five years old? I don't think there was. Okay. How, how, does, how, how do you feel about that? It's part of my notes for a bit. Someone's shaking their head. Okay. Challenge, yeah, it's a big challenge, isn't it? We know what we're doing, don't we? We're following Jesus, and Jesus has sent us out. This is a big, this is a big challenge for us. I think it's probably more that little thing that I've just done is possibly more challenging for some of you than anything else that I'm going to say. Okay? Do you know what? It's not just us that want some more stories in this place. Jesus wants there to be more stories in this place too. Jesus wants there to be more stories in this place of new 
life. Okay? This is why we're here. Um, I, am, I am committed to being a learner. Um, when I had my interview for uh, my curacy job, and it was an interview um, in front of a panel, it's not usually what happens for a vicar training job, but anyway, there was a panel. Um, the picture that I put up on my very well-prepared PowerPoint um, was of a trike, like 1970s metal trike. You know the, those ones? I'm imagining now that I can scoot along on the back. I'm too big. With L plates on the back of it. I was a committed learner then, and I'm a committed learner now. Do you know how I know that I'm a committed learner? It's because I mess up so incredibly often. Um, I, I think perhaps the thing that I mess up with most is forgetting the things that I have learnt. Is that familiar with any of you? You know, I forget that people in authority, as much as I want them to do the right thing, often don't do the right thing and they should know better. Whatever that word was. They should know better. And I forget that they should know better. And I forget that they too are like me. And they forget. Um, I forget that actually it's not always the best thing to do to say, in especially, I don't know why, maybe I have a problem with authority with the way that these illustrations are going. Um, it's not always the best plan to say the first thing that comes into your brain when confronted with people in authority. Yet, I still do it. I don't know why. I'm also a committed learner in the context of church uh, leadership. When I was in, uh, when we were first at a church, long, long time ago, um, we were put in a small group. It was great, because really quickly, that small group doubled and became two small groups. And I was like, boom, I am owning this whole small group thing. And then I became uh, the youth worker. And so I thought, the thing to do is small groups. You need to know, we were rubbish at small groups. I just, it did not work at all. All the rest of it was kind of okay, but the small group thing didn't happen. Then when we got to college, um, there was about 25 of us who decided that small groups, kind of cell groups, house groups, or whatever, whatever you want to call, were the thing and were the answer for church growth. And so we all got into a small group. It was about 25, 30 of us or so. By the time we kind of got a year later, there were five of us left. This was not going so well. However, that group of five, uh, I continued to meet with regularly for about another 13, 14 years. We're down to four and a half now. How does that work? I know. There's a whole story there. <laughs> one, one, of the, one of them meets with us from Guatemala by, via FaceTime. It's quite exciting. Um, when I got to my curacy, I was, like, I was given a course to teach. The course wasn't really working, so we did small groups for leaders. They were brilliant. Got to the next place. Mm, okay, not so good. 
but the stuff with new, with new guys really worked. Got to the last job and it was like, oh, all the stuff I've done before, no, it's working. What do we do? Alpha's not working, no, it's working. What do we do? Oh, so we did something different. And it worked. I'm committed to holding lightly to the things that we've done before and going, okay, Lord, what do we, what do we need to do right now? What do we need to do? What is it that you are calling us to do? What's going to work in this context and how can we do it? Because I want to be a learner. And the more I learn, I don't know about you, the more that I know that I don't know. You know, I don't know much about, I'm going to get the name wrong now, about Rebecca's, Rebecca? Rebecca's PhD. I asked her to explain it. It's not possible to do it in a sentence. But I want to learn. Do you want to learn? To learn means that we step together into the thing that we don't yet know. And even if you've been following Jesus for 50 years, you don't yet, I'm sorry if this is news for you, but you don't yet know it all. Or you all need to nod now. Yes, Mark. Okay? Yeah, you know a lot, you've experienced, but you know what? Jesus has got more. He's got more for us. He's got more for us as a family, a church family at All Saints. He's got a journey for us to go on to. And does anyone, anyone follow kind of Church of England um, stats department? <laughs> oh, God, sorry. What a silly question. Why would you do that? Well, I mean, it has been in the news uh, that the continued trajectory of the Church of England is in the wrong direction, okay? And over the last uh, ten years, uh, the Diocese of Bath and Wells, of which we are a part, basically, you know, the Baines area, kind of northeast Somerset, Wells, all that kind of stuff, um, plus a bit more... Um, Attendance has gone down by, I think it was 10.3%. It's not great. Okay? But you know, there are some other churches in Bath that are not Anglican. Maybe they should include those figures as well. We went out for, we went out for dinner this week with uh, this girl who I was at college who runs Freedom Church, Betsy. You know... I've had lunch with Tim, Buck, Tim Buckley. Tim Buckley. You know, God's doing good stuff across across Bath. He, he is working in other denominations other than the Anglican Church. All right, we are not responsible entirely for saving the day. Oh, he is. It's about him, and I'm not sure he recognises our denominational boundaries. But hey, should we talk about the passage? Sorry, it's enough of that. Um, right, this passage, this, this passage is one of, one of um, you will have heard me say this already, this is one of my favourite passages in the Bible. Um, in part because it was so kind of 
uh, instrumental for me at the point that I was thinking about, you know, what on earth am I supposed to do um, with my uh, life, really? Uh, and this was one of those passages that jumped out at me. So thank you so much for reading it so beautifully. But we did miss out, I asked them to miss out all the, you know, the woes and the depressing bit in the middle. But you can read that in your own time. Um, So this passage has got a really, really uh, simple structure to it. Okay, let me give you, if if you're the kind of person that needs to know where this talk is going, here it is, I don't do this often, um, but here is the outline. Go, do, reflect, honour and blessing. That's the talk. Okay, first bit of the passage. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and he sent them out ahead of him, two by two, to every town and place that he was about to go. Folks, every single one of us as followers of Jesus has a really clear calling. Jesus invites us in and he sends us out. Do you know what? You don't need to worry about whether you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse or, um, you know, or a road sweeper or a teacher or whatever it might be. What you need to know is that Jesus has sent you. So if you go and sweep roads, he's sent you there. If he's called you uh, to, if he, you want to go and be a teacher or you sense him calling you to be a teacher, the calling is the same in terms of the core, that when you go there, Jesus has sent you there. When Jesus sends out the 72 disciples, he gives them really, really clear direction. He says to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Anyone, any of you got a phone on you? Get it out of your pocket. Let's do this for a week. You ready? If you got, if, 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 any of you got a phone with you? Just wave it at me. Wave. Right. Go to the, the go to the calendar section or the or the alarm section. Set yourself an alarm. New one. Seriously, do this now. This is going to be helpful for you. Okay. And set the time to two minutes past ten, and set it to repeat every day. Every day. Not. I'm doing this now. Come on. Uh, good question. AM. <laughs> Save. Don't set it with too much of an annoying ringtone. Okay, so every day this week, if you've done that, go and do it. It'll be, it will be helpful for you. This will annoy you because you'll be reminded about what I preached about and more importantly, what Jesus says. Luke, chapter 10, verse 2. The harvest is plentiful... but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. So at two minutes past ten, every day for a week, or however long you're courageous enough to leave the alarm on, you're going to get annoyed. Why am I annoyed? Oh, two things from there. One, the harvest is plentiful. It is plentiful. But the workers are few. And I am to join in. The first way that I'm to join in is to ask. Lord, send more workers. Oh, yeah, great idea, Mark. Who shall I send into this coding business company where we've got to make apps for someone? Who who will you send, Lord? You. It's a great prayer. 
because you're the answer. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send more workers. Um, there's a whole load of other Bible verses that you can do this with as well. It's great fun. Um, and the other thing as well is if you work in a really quiet office, yeah, um, then it'll, you know, it'll buzz and people will go, oh, why is your phone ringing? It's like, um, because uh, I'm supposed to pray. <laughs> why, why are you praying? Um, because I believe in Jesus. And it's like suddenly you're already doing Luke chapter 10. It's great. It's really good. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could set it with like a song as well or something, couldn't you? No, 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 don't. Anyway, no, don't go there. <laughs> Verse 3. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. This is not my line. You know what a lamb to a wolf is? Dinner time. Food. You know, whoever said that going into the world to do the things that Jesus has asked us to do is going to be pleasant. If you get mauled by the wolves, it's not going to be pleasant. Sometimes the things that you do, the things that you say, will be rejected, will be spat back at you, and people will, people will hurl insults at you for standing up for who Jesus is. You know, Jesus says, go anyway. He says, go anyway. He sends us out with a purpose. Sends us to go. And he gives us the direction to pray. And then when we get to a house, to say, peace to that house. Do you, do you know what it is to meet a person of peace? You know, if, we, if we're going to get kind of better at the whole sharing our faith evangelism thing, you, if, you, if you hear nothing else, hear this. You need to learn how to identify a person of peace. Okay, the person of peace is the person who kind of wants to hang around you and they don't yet know why. The person of the pe- person of peace is not the person who, who I was trying to persuade when I was 17 years old on the cathedral green, outside the cathedral, with that building. I had no idea what it was going to represent for me, the cathedral next to. Um, very, very, very drunk, trying to share my faith with um, some girl. That, that wasn't the person of peace moment. That was me in my stupor trying too hard. Person of peace is, is when you meet someone and, and their guard's down even before you've had a chance to share faith. Where they're asking you, as well as you dropping things in. Folks, every single one of you has got people of peace around you. Say it with me. I have got people of peace around me. What am I going to do about it? We could go on for a long time. No. But you have. You know, you have got people around you who are people of peace. 
People who aren't people of peace, just so you can kind of make sense, people, the people who are not people of peace are the people who are, you know, are just ag- aggressively against who you are as a Christian. They just don't want to know. You've still got a job for them, for, to do with them. That's to keep on loving them. Keep on loving them anyway. But there's a difference between them and the people of peace. Look out for the people of peace because that's where Jesus is already working. And Jesus says, eat what's set before you. You know, in, in our sharing of faith with other people, it's really important just to do life with people. You know, we're getting to know, we're getting to know the neighbours a little bit and I mentioned it the other week that we were th- I'm thinking about you know, having a party at Christmas. It, I, you know, I've got a funny feeling the party's going to move to someone else's house on Church Street because they've got a building they're doing and it might be open by then. It's like, okay, great. If that's where the party's happening, I'm in. You prepare to eat with your neighbours, with the people that you work with. To stick with people. And, and to pray for their healing. Any time you meet someone who is unwell, in mind or body, you should have this like massive neon sign that appears over their head with an arrow from the Holy Spirit saying, now is the prayer opportunity. Okay? Does any of you know anybody that's sick? Put a hand up. Great. So you've got an opportunity this week. I mean, you don't have to be weird about it and you don't have to be weird about it, especially if you pray for them and then they're not healed. Do you know what? People who are sick and you pray for them and you ask them to be healed, they're honestly, they're just really grateful that you prayed for them anyway. We're the ones that get pastorally all tangled up. Oh, I should only pray for them if they're healed. It's like, people are just grateful anyway and you can do it without being weird. You really can. Okay? Um, we'll, we'll do that another time. Um, and you're to tell them the kingdom of God has come near. Why has the kingdom of God come near to this person that God has sent you, sent you to? It's because you're there. You carry the kingdom. I mean, God's already got there as well. I mean, he's like, he's, he's raced ahead. He's there. But the kingdom of God is also there and near them because you're there. And you carry the kingdom of God. You're citizens of heaven. Citizens of heaven. Wherever you go, there's the kingdom of God. So after the going bit, you know, the Jesus has sent you, you then have to go and do it. Okay? So uh, I'm going to pray right now and uh, if you want to join in with this prayer I'm going to tell you what the prayer is then you can just say Amen at the end or you can pray it with me under the, prayer. the prayer is going to be Lord show me the person of peace this week ok that's what I'm going to pray really here comes the prayer it's not very clever Lord show me the person of peace this week Amen fantastic you're all in come on so you need to go and do that 
Whether you're a teacher, a doctor, you're in a retirement home, whatever it might be, God sent you there. So go and do the thing that he's asked you to do. Go and be his person in that place. And if you do, if you know, if you're utterly petrified and you can do nothing else, just sit in that place and go, Jesus, you're here. You're welcome. I'm not courageous enough yet, but help me. I used to work in this place called um, uh, Martin Professional. We used to sell lights. And um, it was the early... It was the early... Oh, I'm so old. It was the early days of the internet. <laughs> and um, all the sales guys, you know, had just suddenly realised that you could email stuff around. I'll leave it at that. I don't know you well enough yet to talk about that. Uh, to email stuff around. And so, as one of, the, one of the kind of sales underling guys, that stuff used to get emailed to me as well. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I just emailed one of them back one day. And I was like, I, I don't want you to send me this stuff. <laughs> it wasn't long before word got out, Mark doesn't want to see the stuff. He used to have these guys from the warehouse come and find me at lunchtime saying, Mark, why why don't you want to look at the stuff? This is good stuff. I explained. And I not only got a chance to, you know, explain what pornography does to your brain, but I also got a chance to explain the rationale behind it, which actually, I'm trying to follow Jesus here. This is not helpful. Yeah, go and do whatever place he's put you in. That's the place to do it. But then this is the best bit. Come back and reflect. The disciples return, verse 17, with joy. Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. They're coming back and going, Oh, wow, Jesus, this is amazing. What you told us to do, it works. <laughs> this is great. It works. And Jesus then gives them this little kind of correction. This little correction that actually don't just rejoice that the demons submit, but rejoice in the bigger thing, that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. There's something bigger for you. So that that bringing back into the presence of Jesus and saying, look what happened. And him going, oh yeah, hang on, there's, but there's more. There's reflection, there's more learning going on, and there's correction. And then what happens is that Jesus praises his Father. Really important to notice, and you see it at the beginning of verse 23. Verse 21 and 22 are public. He praises, Jesus praises the Father because of what's happened, and he does it publicly in front of the crowd. There was always a crowd. He blesses them. He, he lavishes praise upon them. But also then, there's private blessing. Confirming the learning that actually they've seen something more of who Jesus is. So folks, this morning's um, 
It's been more of a chat really than a preach, hasn't it? <laughs> this morning's chat is dead simple. You know, he's given you a place to go. He's given you something to do. But you are to come back and reflect on it. To go looking for people of peace, but also to bring that back. Give us a, give us a wave. Hands up if you're in some kind of small group um, at, at All Saints or kind of atta- attached to something else. Great. Fab. Mandy tells me there's a, uh, 172 adults in small groups in this place. That's great news. That place where you can regularly come back and learn. So a couple of questions just before I pray. Where is the place for you that you go and do the thing that God has called you to do? You don't need to shout it out, but just where is it? Acknowledge where is that place. It might be that it's your street or your home or your workplace or in the mums and toddlers group. Where's that place? And just hold that before God. Next one. Where are you where are you having a place that you can reflect? A place where you can reflect on how you're doing as a Christian, the things that you've been involved in. You know, if if, if there's not that place, you're gonna burn out or dry out just become static. That place where you reflect with others and grow in Jesus. This is the most wonderful passage of of simply being commissioned to do something and growing deeper in it. And the last one. Who's your person of peace? And you've all prayed that, well, most of you did. Who's your person of peace? Who's the person of peace for this week? You know, if we're going to have some, if we're have some new stories to tell, we, we need to simply be ready to go. Ready to share faith with those people that Jesus is already putting in front of us. Yeah, not in a, not in a guilty way, not in a pressured way. It's just that he's surrounded you with a whole bunch of people. And I pray that your and my eyes would be open to see that. 